You're listening to Protect It All, where Aaron Crow expands the conversation beyond just OT, delving into the interconnected worlds of IT and OT cybersecurity. Get ready for essential strategies and insights. Here's your host, Aaron Crow. All right, welcome to another show. Kyle, man, thank you so much for taking the time today. Why don't you introduce yourself, tell the audience who you are and about your, your background and, and your, your uh, experience in, in this wonderful world of OT. Yeah, so I'm Kyle Peters. I'm a senior consultant for Intelligent Buildings. And uh, my, my thing is uh, building systems. So HVAC systems, fire alarms, uh, uh, lighting, all those kinds of fun things that happen in buildings. And I, I, I used to be a, a programmer. I got, to, I got to sit down on an upturned five-gallon bucket in a dusty closet with a laptop and program buildings every day. And, uh, uh, and I got into it, uh, I think, the way a lot of people get into it, which is purely by accident. Um, I didn't even know what, I was ta- what job I was taking when I took it. <laughs> and it turns out, you know, there was this great, there's this great, existence way outside of what I knew. And, uh, and I loved it. And, uh, and I've been, I've been sticking with it ever since. And as I got through that programming thing, I, I started seeing little issues, you know, network things and this IT mystical IT stuff. And, and I started realizing that uh, maybe what I was doing wasn't the best thing. And so I just started learning, taking classes and, and, uh, you know, night school stuff. And, and it was great. And here I am today. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I, I talked to so many, including myself, right, that that has a similar path, right, is we started out in one place and, and you know, we, we one, you know, step A leads to step B leads to step C and you didn't know where you were going necessarily. You just were staying where you're interested and in, continuing to learn, which, which there's a lot of value in that, right? And, and it's one thing to learn about OT cyber and cybersecurity and networking and all this kind of stuff, you know, in a book. Um, there's a, there's a lot of things that we can teach in a class. There's a lot of things that we can teach, you know, from mentors and, 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 you know, listening to podcasts like this, et cetera. There's a whole nother thing that some, some things you just have to experience, right? There's some things that the, the level of experience that you got sitting on that bucket and making those, those configurations is priceless, right? And, and there's a, there's a reason why people with that skill set and, and that, that understanding and those, you know, those, those, you know, hard hats that they've worn and earned, right? Where, you know, working in the field, um, there's a reason I have those up there, right? It's, it's not a trophy. Those, those aren't fake. Like those are, I've, I've worn those in a lot of different power plants and gotten a lot of coal dust and a lot of different things on those things over the years. And, and I, and that's a remembrance to, you know, yes, I'm a CTO now, but, but that is the reason why I'm sitting where I am because of the experiences that I went through and I learned and same thing for you. Right. And, and that's, that's really powerful as new people are wanting to get into this space, whether it's OT or cybersecurity or to be that engineer, right. Is, is, you know, start here and then just continue to make those moves up and you never know where it can take you. So that's awesome, man. I I appreciate that, that, that journey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, hey, let's let's dig into. So you you, you briefly hit on building management, and, and I think we know most of us know, or, or or if you don't, like there's there's OT stuff in everything from from power plants to trains and cars and and you name it. But specifically, one that's not 
as frequently talked about, um, unless you're in that circle, is that building management. Like, And we walk into an apartment complex or a, a hotel or an office building and we get in and we get in the elevator and we click the button and we have no idea how it works. We just go to the floor that it's supposed to be on and voila, it was magic. Same thing with the elect, you know, the HVAC controls and the door locks and all of those things, the fire alarms, the sprinkler suppression system, fire suppression system, all those things to a layman, we just expect it to work. Um, and we don't really understand what's behind the wall uh, that, that kind of makes it all function and, and where there may be some some um, older technologies or, or, or potentially <laughs> vulnerabilities or, or, you know, all of that type of stuff. So why don't we talk a little bit about uh, kind of overall what that building management stuff looks like? Yeah. It, and like you said, it covers all kinds of things, you know, uh, and you, you, you triggered a lot of memories uh, real quick there for me of old systems and whatnot. So uh, I live in Colorado and, and Denver International Airport's the, the big airport near here. And I, they were one of my clients at one point in time. And uh, man, just the, the diversity of stuff floating yeah. around there. And in one building, essentially, uh, you've got equipment still from the original build in 1993. Mm-hmm. controllers, some of them actually still controlling, uh, right. from 1993 that we had to have, we, we called the pizza box. And it was this big interface about the size of a large pizza box. And you had to have your Windows 98, that was the last update the system received, allowed you to <laughs> interface it with a Windows 98 machine. Yep. So like bare metal 98 box, sitting on top of the pizza box, plugged in, and that stuff's still running. It's still there. It's still doing its thing. Conversely, right down, right down the uh, the concourse there, there's a brand new JCI system or new Tridium system or something. So there's all kinds of stuff floating around out there, and and there's a lot of it's it's really cool to me how how interactive all of it is and how interlaced with things. We had a local hospital here that lost what apparently is a boiler. They lost control mm-hmm. of their boiler. And it shut the whole hospital down for like a week, right? You know, because they lost their one boiler. And so, yeah. those these systems, while they're overlooked, they're important. You know, they provide hot water for uh, for cleaning uh, surgical instruments, or providing heat, mm-hmm. or uh, any you know any just the hot water that you the domestic hot water that you use to right. wash the dishes and such. So yeah, it's it's pretty awesome how the diversity of of things that I get to run into, um, and old stuff, new stuff. It's it's all it's all over the place. It's super awesome. Yeah, and and that's a that's another really big difference that I really see in in OT. And again, it's really universal across all OT, um, whatever the vertical is is that that diversity right in in an it world you go to some place and you know you look at their laptops and they're all dell laptops maybe they're three or four different versions maybe they've got some ibms or some you know whatever you know different types but they're all windows os or on the flip side they're all mac um or or even if that they may have some you know some macs and some windows and maybe even a few linux here and there but again they're all within the last two to three years, right? You yeah, don't there's not have, a, there's not a gateway yeah. device still sitting on a desktop anywhere in, in corporate it, right? The cow and if is they find it, the they're going to shut it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're going to shoot it where it sits. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and yet on the OT side of things, we run into that, you know, uh, yeah. I had a, I had a major bank that I, I found a windows NT box sitting there and they, they swore up and down it. It didn't exist and right. had to pull up the picture and show them like, no, we, we found this during an onsite assessment. It was there. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing too, I see that's, that's interesting and it's a disparity between the OT and the IT side is, mm -hmm. Most IT people who install things are pretty knowledgeable about the IT world because that's all they do. Sure. The OT people, they know the OT stuff. They know how air handlers work. They know how boilers work. They know when to turn what on and off. And that's what they sit. That's what I sat down and programmed. Right. And they just talk to the IT guy. Hey, where can I plug this in? And that's mm -hmm. it. That's all they, that may be all they know because they're not networking guys. They're boiler guys. They're, they're not just boiler guys, but they're boiler guys and air handler guys and whatnot. And so then we start running into the, uh, it just works mentality. It's been working. Uh, stuff's been sitting there for 20 years. I need access to it. So don't mind me putting this cellular router uh, mm -hmm. that I'm plugging into my little network. I own this network, right? It's not my clients. Mm -hmm. It's mine now. And that, and we find that all the time, um, you know, ease of access. And I want to be able to program it from my car where it's warm because the building doesn't right. have heat yet yep. or, or the tenant, the owner rather doesn't know how to make programmatic changes, which is probably good. Um, and so I have to be able to do it from wherever I'm at in the world. Uh, at a moment's notice. And so we put those shortcuts in place because it makes life easier, but it also makes it significantly less secure. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, the analogy I like to use or comes to mind for it is, is it's like a mechanic. You, you take your car, let's say that you've got an old, old car and, and you're replacing the motor or, or whatever, and you take it to a mechanic and he's not, he's not the um, ignition guy. He just wants to work on and troubleshoot the engine, the carburetor, whatever it is. Let's go really old school, right? He, he's going to bypass all of the electronics to just troubleshoot the thing that he's focused on, right? So once he bypasses all of that, he's going to hardwire to the starter directly to the, to a, a basically either either directly with a wire that he touches together and, and starts you know to turn it over or maybe he's got a little trigger button but he's bypassing all of those electronics all of the fuses all of that stuff because you know it's a it's a car you pulled out of a barn and there's no idea how many rats not on what so he doesn't want to troubleshoot that stuff he's just troubleshooting can i get the motor running right the yeah. problem that i see in ot and i'm sure that you have as well is is that happens but then they leave it there because it's working so I don't want to undo what he did and I don't want to really troubleshoot that. So I'm just going to bypass it because it works. So let's just keep that running. Right. So then you have this band aid, you have this bailing wire and duct tape solution. And it's not the pro it's not that the OT people, and, and I talk about this a lot. This is not to diminish their skill set or their knowledge. They are extremely oh. intelligent folks yeah, and they're absolutely. very good at what they do, but it's like expecting your mechanic to fix your plumbing at your house. It's just not their skill set. They're very capable. If you give them the task inside, either their skill set, but you can't expect them to also understand networking and, and cybersecurity and functionality, operational side of that technology stack, which is why it takes somebody, and, and it's why when I was leading this off with you is, is why it's so valuable that you have an understanding of that operational side making all of the stuff work as well as this other skill set of the technology side. That's a really powerful thing to have in the middle to be able to understand both worlds of that conversation. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I wouldn't expect my boiler guy to understand my Cisco switch any more than I'd expect my Cisco guy to understand my York chiller boiler or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it is, it is, you know, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm a little bit of a jack of all trades, master of none in a way, because I, I, I do straddle that line to some mm -hmm. degree where I have to know some of both sides of it. And I'm not a boiler specialist. I'm not, a Cisco specialist, but I know enough about both of them to help you help you get it um, figured out and working together and, and hopefully secure in a way that yeah. uh, in a way that's appropriate for the system that is being looked at. So, so what are some of the, obviously you've probably seen a lot of them, but what are some of the common things? I, I know we talked about this before, but, and maybe this is one that you can bring up as well, but what are some of either a, some of the common things that you're seeing that you're, you know, users in, in this environment, whether it be buildings, real, you know, commercial real estate, whatever are, are struggling with or are, are unaware of, as well as I know you talked about one and, and we can talk about the token ring side or the, the ring oh, yeah. you know, technology and, yeah. and how technologies are just different in OT and IT and how it can be confusing to your IT guy when you'd say, hey, yeah, there is a ring technology in here and it's not old. I just installed it yesterday and it's not, it's supposed to be there. And here's why. <laughs> Walk through yeah. that with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the biggest things I see uh, are, the biggest issue that I see actually is, is, is complacency, um, yeah. is, is a thought that who cares? Uh, and that's, that's multifaceted too, where we say, who would want to, and I, this was a, a great moment in my, in my career. I was sitting down in a building um, with a couple of building operators and they're like, you know, who cares? Come on. What's going to happen? What's the worst that happens? Somebody gets hacks into my system and starts jacking with my temperatures, you know, and, and it's cold up on the office or hot up in an office or something. And then they proceeded to go on and on and on with all of the guys they knew within like a 10 block radius of their building who had had their systems hacked, ransomed, et cetera, et cetera, and shut them down for days or weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I think you just answered your own question here. Um, so, you know, what I try to advocate is, is uh, doing a risk-based approach to things where we say, all right, what, you know, how critical is your system and how, what's the likelihood of something happening? And it's all, we always like to focus on the cool, sexy stuff of, you know, the Russians coming in and, and right. tearing us down. And I got a friend of mine, he says, the most likely thing uh, to happen is, is a squirrel chewing through your wire. And, and we also, <laughs> yeah. And we also postulated then from there that if we hear of a major outage and they say a squirrel ate the wire, they probably got hacked by the Russians. If they right. say, well, we're not sure, it might be the Russians, it was probably a squirrel that ate the wire. <laughs> Whichever one that a company goes with, it's probably, they just, they, they don't want to admit that, right. uh, you know, squirrel ate the wire. Um, so, yeah, we like to look at the likelihood of something happening and the consequence of that system going out and then act accordingly from there and say, you know, uh, I've got one, I've got one financial institution right now that's, uh, they manipulate, uh, I mean, it's their job, but they manipulate global currencies. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, they need to be top tier. You know, they need mm -hmm. to be protected. They are, they are a target of everyone. They sure. actually have to worry about the Russians. 
Yeah. Um, you know, the office building downtown probably doesn't need to worry about the Russians as much, although we've seen some weird things in the news lately. Yeah. Um, so the complacency and just not even looking at it, uh, that's a big one. And then there's the little things like the uh, the sticky note under the keyboard with the username and password for the workstation. You know, yeah. like password managers are free mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're beautiful things. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, things like uh, hardware tokens and, and MFA uh, apps are wonderful if they can be used. Um, although that leads into another one, I think, where use of like MFA and building automation systems, those things don't exist. Yeah. They're just not, they're just not there yet. You know, to get into your tritium system, I haven't seen a version of that yet that has MFA. Right. So I hope that's where we're going. I hope that that's coming, um, in future releases, but, uh, you know, and if you don't have it, then you just come up with a compensating control to get around that. Yes. Well, and, and, and that's a, that's a good point is, is we can't put, we can't gold plate it. Like, you know, if I've got a dollar to spend and, and, and to implement the right, you know, architecture is going to take $10, I don't have $10, so I can't yeah. do that. So what can I do for a dollar? Right. And sometimes that's where these, these OT organizations are. Um, and it's better to start. Um, and, and what they don't need is some, you know, holier than thou consultant or advisor telling them, well, you need to spend a thousand dollars. Like that's awesome, but I don't have a thousand dollars. So what can I do now with what I have? And sometimes that may be having a disaster recovery plan. What happens if this thing gets attacked? Like, how am I going to recover to make sure that I'm not down for a day or a week or a month that I can recover in hours? Like maybe that's my plan because that's all I can afford. And then I start thinking about budget. How do I get that included? Like there's, there's a lot of steps that go along the way and it's not always buying a product. It's not always ripping everything out and, you know, replacing that NT and that, and that pizza box with, you know, something brand new, because at the end of the day, it's doing its job. There's other yeah. ways to, to protect these environments that, that aren't as sexy and, and, you know, they don't, they don't all have, you know, YubiKeys and, and all that kind of stuff that, that yep. they can integrate. That doesn't mean you can't make them more secure. Yeah. I've got, uh, I've got my YubiKeys sitting over here in the safe, my own self. I love those things. Um, <laughs> You know, and again, I have a, so I, I have a, a friend of mine who's a rather notorious uh, hacker and he, he shares some very interesting stories with me. But when I got started in this, I just, I asked him like, what do I need to do? How do I help people the best I can? Right. He, said, it's, he said, it's actually pretty easy. Don't be the bottom rung on the ladder. Right. Because most attacks and even the accidents, the squirrel, the misconfiguration, etc., happen to the bottom rung, you know, the lowest hanging fruit. And yeah, yeah, and and I think it makes me think of that meme that goes around, you know, that, oh, our server crashed. Oh, where are the backups on the server that crashed? Exactly. You know, (laughs) like the littlest things, back up your system once in a while, back up the configuration for your 300 VAV boxes you've got in your tower Um, and store them on site and off network. Right. And, and test them out maybe once in a while, you know, those, yep. those little things can really go a long way to helping. Um, and like you said, put money where it needs to be. We look at, so we utilize, uh, the six, two, four, four, three standard, um, uh-huh. with some modification because it's primarily for industrial controls and that's not us, but it's pretty darn close to what we need. And I sure. love their, uh, security level and 
and and the three aspects of that that you set a target. You say, this is my goal. I want to be, you know, I want to be Russia proof. Um, right. Good. Good luck with that. Um, <laughs> you know, but I want to I want to be top tier. Um, and then you say, well, what are you actually capable of? And then what have you achieved? So your capability is, um, you know, what your system's capable of without compensating controls if it's just configured right. Right. And then what have you done? Well, maybe you haven't done anything. You're misconfigured. And so your target's a, five, a four, your capability is a, a three, and your achieved is a one. All right. We can work with that. It's possible, though, that your achieved is higher because you've got other compensated controls surrounding that NT box. You know, it's so behind a zero trust architecture and firewalls and gateways and armed guards and whatnot out the wazoo. Yeah, it might be okay. Of course, that NT box has probably also been on and running continuously for the last seven and a half years. And has twenty thousand dust bunnies in it. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't don't move. Don't blow on it. One of those dust bunnies <laughs> might, you know, get lodged in there somewhere and jam but, you know, up a that, fan. That that's a great point, right? Is is in IT we're terrified of of the older technology before we started recording, we just talked about, you know, the iPhone has a new update today and we've been seeing a lot of those here <laughs> yeah. recently and, and Mac, even OS and, and windows obviously has always had a lot of updates, but, but, you know, so we have to, you know, that's the primary response uh, plan to mitigating these, these vulnerabilities, right? Is is patch, 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 patch. Like I'm patching every week. I've got an outage window on a Friday night. Um, I can't, I don't have an outage window at a, at a hospital. Like well, it does not matter when, when it know, is, it, I can't just shut it down. <laughs> and, and, and that, that, yeah, that's very true that there's, you know, you don't necessarily have planned downtime at a hospital. Right. Um, you know, you can't say, Hey, all the sick people uh, don't get sick this weekend. We got a planned outage. Right. Um, but on the other side, well, not, but in addition to that um, is if you run a patch and you've got old software and suddenly it doesn't play nice with that new patch, you know, having automatic updates may not work for some things and there's mm -hmm. no repository. I've been trying, I'm, I'm not a software guy really in the, in the sense of being able to create this, but um, I've been trying to come up with some idea of having some interactivity where there's like a site that you can go to and say, Hey guys, uh, I ran the latest windows update and it crashed my Siemens system. Right. So you might want to not do that. And then, you know, have Siemens interact and say, oh, hey, thanks for bringing that to our attention. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're working on that. But that doesn't exist right now. And I'm, and I'm not picking on Siemens. It's everybody. Nobody's, yeah. nobody's got that capability. So, you, yeah, we, I worked for a company here in Colorado that had a team that did that. And it was mm -hmm. fantastic. You know, they'd, they'd, uh, they'd run their update and then run the software and see what happened and, release it to us after that. But in this stuff, it doesn't necessarily work that way and everything's not backwards compatible. So yeah, you might shut down your Siemens, Tritium, Delta, whatever system just by running an update. Well, and, and that's, that's where it goes again into OT and, and, and I've had this conversation for uh, 15 years, I bet at least is it may be more risky for me to apply a patch than not. Right. The, the yeah, risk, absolutely. the risk that's there from whatever vulnerability is there 
is is way lower than the risk and the likelihood and the probability of me applying this patch and it causing a problem and me not being able to recover it because it's that old NT machine or it's that old, even not even that old Windows 7 for that matter, right? There's yeah. any number or even just the software compatibility. Maybe it doesn't crash it, but maybe it stops functioning or whatever. Like, and I don't know how to, I don't have the, the resources to respond and fix that in house. Mm -hmm. So we're going to, maybe try to do a backup and recovery process. And if you've ever done that before, it's usually not a fun process anyways, <laughs> no. much less on an older system offline mm -hmm. on Friday night at three o'clock in the morning. Like all, all those, I have those battle scars. I, 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 yep. I still have nightmares about some of those sometimes sleeping under the conference room table at three o'clock in the morning because I was running a restore and I couldn't leave until it was done. And yeah, I mean the whole nine yards, right? It, it it's, it's not that simple. So, so when it comes to availability, it, it's more important. So how else could I mitigate that control instead of putting that risk? So instead of that, maybe I add a firewall rule. Maybe I turn off a service. Maybe I, there's 50,000 other ways that I can mitigate that. That is way less risky to human life which again, we're talking about this. We're talking about hospitals. We're talking about somebody being stuck in an elevator. We're talking about, uh, I had a, a, one of our, one of our um, uh, team members when we were at black hat this past year, um, what got stuck in the elevator at one of the <laughs> big hotels in, in Vegas. Oh, no. and, and he was stuck there for like three hours. Um, I think I heard they, about they that. Were, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy, but it happens. Um, so, you know, yes, he wasn't, you know, his life wasn't at risk, but he wasn't, he was not fun and he wasn't the no. only one in there. So, <laughs> <laughs> let's just hope that uh you know there was a good trip to the facilities before he got on that elevator well, well yeah i won't go too much into that but luckily there was a starbucks cup in in the in the, in the thing is what i heard so <laughs> oh boy um yeah so you know and those kinds of things too so i i like policies um i'm i'm that guy i'm that weirdo in case anybody's yeah. wondering i like the policy stuff and being able to to put into a policy an articulable statement that says, you know, this is how we handle these things. You basically just planning ahead. Again, it's it's not being the bottom rung on the ladder. Yeah. It, it's planning ahead, knowing at some point uh, we're going to have to upgrade this system. This Windows ninety eight system is not going to run forever. Eventually, yeah. the 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 gateway computer with the cow print on the side is going to die. Right. And so what are we doing? That's yeah, that's part of the planning ahead. The disaster recovery is being ready for it. Or uh, some knucklehead like me jumps in there and just starts playing with things because yeah. I'm going to fix it. I, you know, you had a problem. I'm going to fix the world. And you change one Mac address and suddenly the whole network goes down. And what do you do? You know, restore. Can you? Oh, okay, I was playing with this device. I'm not exactly sure what happened. Can I restore that device because I pulled a backup before I started making changes? So having those policies and saying this is how we do things, um, and the other side of that too, along back, kind of falling back to that security level target thing, is qualifying by by setting your own internal standard. You now have something to measure your vendors up against. And say, hey, can you meet our needs? You know, we need to be able to uh, protect ourselves against nation state attackers. Can, are, are you the guy to help us? Right. And if not, then, you know, we can maybe still work with you, but we're going to have to find somebody else to cover some other needs. 
So, well, and, and that that's huge too, right? Is is a lot of these environments that we see, especially I would assume in in, in the building automation side of things. Um, you know, working with you know, I, I've had a few folks on here, uh, Lucian uh, with Building Cybersecurity and 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 that whole organization, which is awesome. Um, mm -hmm. It's a great place to to pull out some of those standards that they're really pushing to push through. Um, but you know, a lot of this is not about. I know I've said it before, but even today. It's not about a new technology. Sometimes it's more right. powerful to hire somebody like you to come in and say, I don't know what to do on this. We can't, we can't patch it. We can't just install something. But I also don't have anybody with the expertise to really dig in and figure out what that thing does. Like I need you to look at it and play with it and figure it out so that we have a good recovery plan, that we understand how we're going to come back and that it's not the first time you've seen it, right? So, so when you get your hands on it and all that, okay, now I know what it is. So in six months when it crashes, even beyond Russia, even beyond a, a, a cyber event, when that thing just, for whatever reason, craps out because the the power supply fails because too many dust bunnies got in it, right? They don't yep. know necessarily what to do and how to get it back up. And it had, it had a hard crash. The database needs to be recovered. There's little things like that. But because you've looked at it and you've had your hands on it, you understand what it's going to take more likely than you would have if you'd have walked in cold. I'm sure you'd still figure it out, but it's going to take you more time. So little things like that are big first steps in companies that they can, they can bring you in, do an assessment, take a look at what's there, and have an understanding and get some feedback of, hey, these are some things that you should probably think about. And this, if I had a dollar to spend, this is what I would do. And then if you had $10 to spend, these are the other things I would do and so on and so forth, depending on where their budget is and where their what the criticality of their assets and their, their, you know, their environments are. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and, and not just, um, where to spend that dollar right now, but maybe setting aside 10 cents, knowing you've got that old box and it's going to go, let's start preparing for that. But you, you're exactly right. You know, those, Again, we'll fall back to in the conversation here. The squirrel is the more likely event. <laughs> exactly. You know, the dust bunnies are the more likely thing. Um, some, you know, somebody walking through because you put your server on top of the desk where everybody works, and I spilled I spilled my coffee on top of it and shorted it out is significantly more likely than than the Russians hacked into your because they were targeting you you know yeah. it's significantly more likely to have those little things so yeah what can we do about that hey you know we've got a closet right right over here i can just move that machine and get a longer cable cables aren't very expensive yeah. and make it work that way um so yeah it's seeing those kinds of things on on assessments and making those recommendations that uh that are great you know and i mean as I walk around sites, uh, which I love, I love walking around different sites and seeing what's there is finding the things and saying, Hey, what's this? And they go, I, I don't know. What is that? <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you tell me. Yeah. It's, it's your building, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love that. It's so, it's so awesome to, to, to find those little things. It really makes going on site worth, worth the while yeah. uh, to find, to find those little things and say, Hey, you know what, uh, remember and talk afterwards and say, Hey, remember that system and you've got that panel over there. You can just do this and it'll, it'll help, help fix your system or the, uh, the big bank that has a 16 port, um, you know, like, like I've got up here on the shelf, the 16 mm -hmm. port net gear, unmanaged hub, you know, like, and everything's full. 
yeah. every single socket on that is full and saying, you know, these things are like 15 bucks at best buy. Right. And your whole system relies on that. On one that. Thing. So that, so that one up there on the shelf was a, was a tear out. I, I pulled that out of a building and it was full. And we yeah. brought, we brought 25 new VAVs online and it shut down. Um, so for, for those who don't know, a VAV is just a little air damper allows air changes the flow of air into like an office or a conference room or something to, to temper that space. So they're, they're pretty small and ubiquitous. They're everywhere. Um, right. And we brought 25 of those little guys on and that amount of traffic through three of these hubs up and down the building, shut down the entire, uh, the entire network. Yeah. Um, and I was an apprentice at the time. And that's when I learned the difference between a hub, a switch and a managed switch. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good day. Yeah. And so I pulled it out and I, I just had a, I just had a switch. I just had a regular yeah. switch. And I plugged that in and suddenly the whole building came back, you know, right. but it's those little things. Or like I said, somebody tripping over a cable, man, we can, we can really do a lot of work off of some very basic things before we get to, uh, you know, calling in, calling in the big giant network guys. And not that there yeah. isn't a place for that. You know, there's, sure. there's definitely a place for that, but the average building, it's pretty manageable. If you try, you know, get a good policy, uh, get a good expectation, get a good team of people who are uh, who are serious about it, who who understand that stuff happens and they want yeah. to be ready for it. Absolutely. And again, I, I know we keep harping on it, but but sometimes the solutions can be simple. Like you don't you don't paint your car if, if your your engine's blown. Right. So you, you don't need to you don't need to buy a new firewall or replace all your network switches. If if the things that you have, you have no redundancy, you have no backup power, like little things, you, your your network cables running across the floor and people are tripping over it. And every other day it's getting frayed and frayed and frayed or or people are running their chairs over it. Right. Little things like that that you and I will pick up on, like, hey, if you just ran a cable up and over and nobody's stepping on it, it's not going to get pulled out of the wall. If you also wouldn't have it in the in the main room, you know, I've actually seen this. I'm sure you may have as well, um, where, you know, the janitor is unplugging it to vacuum <laughs> and then they plug it back in at the end of the night. Um, I've seen that happen. Yeah. Right? It's little things like that sometimes that, that are super important to understand how I can better uh, make my environment more secure, more secure, more available, more, more responsive and, and ensuring that these things are, are reliable into the future and, and understanding how, how these things function. And like you said, it, it's not because they like that, that hub. They just didn't know the difference. Um, so they yeah. didn't realize it was going to be a problem until it was. And then they were just like, what happened? They needed somebody there to understand, yeah, the hub can't handle the, the, the traffic. Um, so you need to have a switch. So it segments those switch, those, the traffic, individual ports, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And really understand that. And once you switch that out, oh, well, the problem goes away. It was a super yeah. simple and cheap fix. But if you hadn't been there, it would have been a lot more expensive. Your, your team hadn't been there, right? It would have been a lot more expensive and, and, and troublesome issue because they, they wouldn't have understood necessarily how to fix it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's those little things, you know, I think we can really do a lot and um, I'll, I'll step, I'll step right back to what I was just saying. It's, this is, a, and this is a security thing across the board. You know, you had, uh, you had my friend uh, Eric on a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. 
and and Eric's a great physical security guy. I mean, he's yeah. he's one of the best. And um, the the mindset is paramount over everything. Right. Where if you just say stuff can happen, we're not we're not Superman, you know, we're not bulletproof here. Stuff can happen. So what are we going to do about it? Um, yeah. You know, do t- do some tabletop. I, I I love doing a tabletop exercise and like right out of the gate, just kill somebody. Yep. You know, who knows the, who asked the question, who knows the most, of course, you know, now I give it away, but uh, sure. who knows the most about this system? Cause I'm going to need your help to, right. to run this tabletop. Oh, Joe over there. He knows the most about it. Cool. Joe, you just got hit by a bus on your way into work today. Yep. Now, now what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> now what? Um, so, you know, just think through it. Uh, you uh, again, another another great guy you've had on recently, uh, Fred Gordy. Fred's uh, mm-hmm. been a great mentor to me over the years, and still is. And uh, he he likes to tell tell the story of showing up at a at a site, and the guy wasn't there. He right. was sick that day, and nobody even knew where to show Fred around to to do the assessment. You know, they didn't even know where stuff was. Yeah. Um, so having that over reliance on one person or any kind of single point of failure. Again, that's, that's easy stuff. You know, you, if you get the right mindset and you play and, and Fred also likes to, we, we like to play the what if games or, you know, try to be the bad guy kind of thing. And uh, what can we do if we have um, free software off the internet mm-hmm. Yep, and a system that's sitting on the open internet? Right. And, and I did the, I, I probably shouldn't have, but I did it one time on site with a client. Uh, the vendor was there and the vendor mm-hmm. couldn't get into, we couldn't get into the server room. And so we're waiting, waiting. We're just chitty chatting, kind of getting an idea of what's happening. Somebody finally shows up with keys, opens it up. They're like, Hey, we don't know. We're having some trouble getting into the server. Give us a couple minutes. So I walked down to the air handler room, plug my laptop into the switch that's there pull up some free software I downloaded off the internet and I had full control of their system before the vendor did. Right. And the client's standing right there with me going, crap. (laughs) (laughs) What did you just do? And I'm like, Hey, you want to change some set points? You know, you want to change some temperatures? Um, Because there's free software out there that you can change the output and the input both what it is and what it looks like. Right. So you can send it, uh, you know, you're running a zero to 10 volt signal. You can send it 10 volts, but make the computer show that it's only sending five. Right. And that stuff's free, you know? Yep. It's so It's so easy if you get access, if you get right. access to the system. And particularly since COVID, we've been, but it was happening before that too. It just got escalated. People yeah. want remote access, and now I, I don't, we seem to be having a harder and harder time finding capable people um, who can and want to do the work. Right. And so companies are making making uh, making do with fewer and fewer folks. And they're just sit in your office and remote in, team view in. God help us, um, team view <laughs> into. <laughs> <laughs> to your 10 sites where, you know, you used to have to sit in one. Now you're remoting into 10. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So those kinds of things, you know, we just, we try and identify those and say, that's not really best practice. Let's try and, let's try and do a little better than that. Yeah. And, and there are ways to secure those things, right? There is ways that you oh, yeah. can, you can put in secure remote access, you can add tokens and you can add some kind of process, but it's definitely not plugging that thing into the internet or even the corporate network, right? It's, you need to have some, some segmentation uh, in those environments that I'm, I'm locking the door, right? It's the same thing. I don't put a lock on my door expecting it to keep, you know, uh, uh, special forces or, or the SWAT team out. I, I right. lock my door to keep my neighbor out, right? I, any random person just walks up and tries to open the door, it's locked. Okay, I'll move on down the road. But if somebody really wants in, it's not going to take them that much time to get in. Like, they can kick it in, they can drive a car through it, they can take a sledgehammer, they can drill the lock, they can pick the lock. There's, They've got a window right, right here. Windows are not that hard to break. Like, any number of ways that they can get in the house. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't lock my door. Um, it just means that I have other controls as well i've got a security camera and i've got a security system and i've got a 357 and like all those different <laughs> la layers of, yep. of security right that, that i add on um and, and it's the same thing in cybersecurity. like it's not a one yep. size fits all um and every house is different and every every environment is different every building is different so so we have to look at them that way so it's 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 no different and and don't i i see a lot of entities getting frustrated because they don't know where to start or they have very limited budget and they don't have the expertise in house and they just, they get frustrated and they just don't do anything or they throw their hands in the air and say, well, we'll just wait until something bad happens, which terrifies me. Um, but I think there's a lot of organizations that are doing that. So I, I don't, I don't know the numbers right off the top of my head. I'd have to look them up, but I did just see something, uh, this, this week that was a news article. I think it was on LinkedIn. I saw that um, the number of cybersecurity incidents, particularly for building systems and industrial controls, are going up higher than they've ever been. And uh, uh, the C-suite folks are planning to spend less on cybersecurity as the risk is going, as the number of incidents is going up. You know, and, and that, to me, just doesn't even make sense. Uh, I mean, I get it. Stuff's expensive, but... When I walk into a building and they have no plan, they have no policy, uh, they rely on their IT guy who set up a firewall to save the world yeah, and said, that's enough. We're not going to spend anymore. Um, boy, that's just, you know, it's just putting your head in, under the, in the sand, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, I don't think that's a wise way to run. Uh, and again, you know, we look back at, what is risk and and we look at the likelihood of something happening and the consequence of that thing happening yeah and that should tell you yeah no like even if you've just got a law firm so we don't you know obviously we we're not generally dealing with oil refineries nuclear power sure. i've never i've never run a nuclear power plant <laughs> but <laughs> yeah i might uh, you know we get hospitals uh, one yeah. of my biggest clients is is a healthcare system up in New York, yeah. and um, we're we're going to be going in there next month, and we got to get in at the crack of dawn because we got to get out before they start surgeries. Sure, and that's a big deal. You know, if yeah. somebody uh, somebody has to put off a surgery that's even if it's not life threatening, it's just an inconvenience. But man, I don't I don't want to be the guy responsible for putting off right. somebody's you know, broken bone or, or whatever's causing them pain or something. I don't want to mess with that. Um, yeah. 
So we have to look at these systems and say, if the boiler goes down, what happens? Well, we shut down the hospital, as it turns out, because we only have one. Right. And then how much money does that cost? Right. That your 50-year-old boiler goes out when it's negative 10 outside. Yeah. What a shock, you know, when the load's the (laughs) highest on it. Yeah. And uh, I know you don't get that too much down in Austin, but nope. uh, we do we do, <laughs> we do get that on occasion around here. And and it just happened a couple weeks ago. Um, they had one boiler. Well, how much did that cost? Well, okay, so it's going to cost me $10,000 to put in a redundant boiler and blah, 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 blah. We can't afford that. Well, it went out. And now yeah. they're out. They're not making any money for a week. Yeah. I don't know how much that is, but uh, it's probably more than I made in that week. And, and they have to get a new boiler, right? Preferably two, maybe a couple high efficiencies, you know? Right. Um, so that planning ahead and having that mindset is, is just, it's paramount. It it takes precedent over everything in my opinion. Yeah. And and I think the cyber industry in general, we, we haven't done, I'm just looping us both into it. I don't think we've done a good enough job of really translating that from the skies falling, China and Russia and, and Iran are coming to get us, blah, 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 <laughs> yeah. blah, Stuxnet, right? You Most know, people are hard. just like, whatever. Why would anybody want yeah. that? But it, when we translate that to real business risk and we, we have that conversation, right? This is not China attacking me. This is that switch going out and it bring down your entire environment. That That's, you know, the controller for the bowler going down and there's no replacement. So the bowler's good, but somebody's going to have to come in and manually run it or whatever that may look like. When we start translating it to a business risk that they can understand, hey, if this goes down, you're going to be down for three weeks and you don't have a replacement. You have a single point of failure at this place. It doesn't matter if China hacks it, if it just, if it's, if it squirrels or if Bob, you know, trips over it and spills his coffee, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that this is a, a risk and it's coming from the technology in the cyberspace. It does. Again, it, it's not all bad actors. It's not all nation state attackers. It's not all malware. Sometimes those things will happen, too. But it's really just understanding and translating and making sure that everybody is calculating that business risk. Because I think a lot of the time they're just assuming, oh, well, that'll never happen to me. Right. It's that the same conversation you talked about earlier. It's like, why would they want to attack us? Like, we're just a little (laughs) commercial building or we're just a little hospital, regional hospital. Like nobody cares about us. We're small enough. Nobody gives a crap. That's not the point. That's that's not the risk. Well, you know, and and on that. So two things have come to my mind. But that one first, there is you're you're you might be a target uh, just because you were found. Right. You know, they, you just got found on a Shodan scan. Yep. And so you're a target because some joke, MGM looks like it was some kid in his mom's basement, you know, right. That cost them $8 million a day. Yeah. That they were down. And, and he's just some joker that may not have even known what he was getting into. Right. Um, I mean, I'd kind of hope at that point. He, he knew what he was getting into, but, you know, yeah. um, but that stuff happens. And uh, we've seen news articles here recently where uh, the there there's groups in the Middle East that are attacking control systems simply because they were made in Israel. Right. And so if you installed one of those control systems or some of those devices in your hospital, bank, whatever, school, whatever, you're going to be targeted just because of that. So yeah. it's not. 
who wants to go after my building? It's stuff's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's a, it, it, it's a it's a hard thing to manage and it's a hard thing to sell because this is my other point I was thinking of there was it's really hard to put up a LinkedIn post of are you prepared for Joe to trip over the cable to your server and shut down your system you know like, <laughs> it doesn't bring nobody, fear that that nation state no, attacker does does it yeah <laughs> the Russians are out there are you prepared you right. know that's what people that's what stirs up emotion in people. And it's right. also probably the least likely thing to happen. Correct. Joe tripping over the cable and unplugging the server and shutting down your refinery. That's, that's significantly more likely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but again, it's not sexy. It's not, right. it, it, it's not, it's not that, that uh, it doesn't create that FUD response, that fear, uncertainty and doubt. Yep. You're just like, well, and uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. My favorite thing to do is to look around my own office here and be like, how would I evaluate my office? Because <laughs> I got cables all over the place and, you know, the dog's walking through and unplugs my computer from the from the hub here. And yep. that stuff has happened to me. I get it, you know. Yep. But uh, the criticality of what I'm doing here at home is in, in my home office is significantly sure. lower than in the refinery or the nuclear power plant or the hospital or even the right. university. Right. Um, so yeah, it's hard. It's hard to sell people on the most likely things because it's not cool. And, uh, and I'm the, no marketing flip, genius. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And on the flip side, I, I think it's, it's equally hard to sell them on the other because they think it's so irrational or they think it's so unlikely, right? It's yeah. so unlikely that Russia or anybody else, but again, like you said, Shodan and all these different things, it, it is likely it's happening. And, and I, I think we are getting some traction because we're starting to see more and more of these OT attacks hitting the news, you know, MGM and colonial pipeline and, you know, the, the Pennsylvania water district and all these different things that are hitting yep. the news and it's happening over and over and over again. And again, it's not because any number of things other than they found it on Shodan or there was a new vulnerability that allowed them in that wasn't there last week. And you know, all this type, well, I've got firewalls and I've got antivirus and okay, but that only no that only fixes the ones that are known, not the ones that aren't right. And it, 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 when it, was the last time you updated your signatures? Correct. Because we just talked about running updates, you know, maybe you yep. don't have automatic updates turned on and, and should you, and at what level in your, in your hierarchy, should you be doing that? Correct. Um, so yeah. And that, Again, that falls back on, in my view of things anyway, that falls back to um, thinking ahead and setting yeah. up a policy that works with what you're doing and having a program. You know, we, um, I think uh, 62443 calls it the CSMS, the Cybersecurity Management System. Uh, we call it the uh, Cybersecurity Lifecycle Management Program that, that we try to implement um, for our clients and look at the life of a system and say, Hey, you know, things are going to change. Everything's yeah. changing every day. I used to kind of, I used to kind of poo poo the idea of like, oh, focusing on, on ransomware, but man, it's just starting to happen so much now. Yeah. And, and systems, systems are, <laughs> I was in one was awesome, awesome control room in a building, just building management, you know, HVAC and such. And these guys mm -hmm. had these huge monitors up around the room 
And the biggest one right in the middle of the room had Harry Potter on it. <laughs> yep. I, you know, what are you going to do? You know, you got, they're, they're watching Harry Potter in, <laughs> in yep. the middle of the day. I mean, yep. I get it. It's been a slow day. Fine. Whatever. But they're doing it on the very computer. So that tells me all kinds of things. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that system is in one way or another open to the internet that they're getting Netflix yep. or whatever it was on it. Yep. And not to mention, they're probably not paying as much attention as they should to <laughs> their systems. That's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other issue. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, that, and that stuff happens all the time. It yeah. happens so often that I see those kinds of things or guys checking their email, you know, and like, I don't even plug my computer into client systems right. because I know what I do on it on a daily basis. And I try to be right. good. You know, if I have a questionable link, I'm opening up a virtual machine and opening it and that and that kind of thing. But man, stuff happens and I don't want to be responsible for Correct. shutting down the, the, the sterile processing unit at the hospital. That's a, that's a bad day. Absolutely. Bad day. So, well, hey, yeah. so so we talked about a lot here, and w over the next five to ten years, what's one thing that maybe you're you're you see that you're excited about coming over the horizon in cyber and and all of this that we talked about in, in the building management world, and maybe one thing that's concerning that you see that that it, that we need to probably take some action or, or, or change or, or could be a, a problem. I think uh, I think they're kind of linked. My two my two points there, my two sides of that coin. Um, okay. I'm, I'm excited to see the technology that's coming down. You know, there's some guys doing some cool stuff and uh, you know, just what are we, I don't, I don't even know necessarily what's coming next, but yeah. I'm excited to see, cause I see where we've come in the last 20 years and I want to see what's coming next. Um, I think so OT particularly building systems moves notoriously slow. Right. Um, you know, we're we're right now operating at about 2005 uh, level right. of what IT had then, and so <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping that that uh, disparity between what OT has and what IT has starts uh, uh, getting smaller. That's what I'm excited to see is our technology start catching up with the rest of the world. Um, what what concerns me is the rest of the world is. Uh, kicking in the warp drive, you right. know, I, I, I'm, I'm not a big AI guy, but the stuff I'm seeing with AI that's got possibility, um, is kind of terrifying. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know what's coming with that either. And it, it's, as I speculate on what, to, what's going to come around in the next, man, I struggle even to say five years, it might be five weeks what's coming, yeah. you know, <laughs> things yeah. are changing super fast on that realm and it's awesome and it's terrifying at the same time. So, <laughs> um, you know, just, uh, and that's where I still fall back on the fundamentals, you know, you, yeah. you just, you got to practice the fundamentals and, uh, and, and, and be as prepared as you can and be as adaptable as you can. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree, man. It, it, it's, there's a lot, a lot of fun and, and, you know, back, I've been doing this for a long time and, and all these changes can be scary, but they can, they're also exciting. The reason I'm, I'm employed and you're employed and we're all employed. Um, they're, they're cool problems to have. 
Um, but there's still things that we need to, to, to be aware of uh, and not put our head in the sand and say, oh, that'll never, AI will never impact OT or, or building management. How would that impact us? Like, let's not wait to find out. Let's start thinking about that without, you know, um, uh, closed minds in it and, and start thinking about how to process that. So, yeah, from, and this is awesome. Yeah, from a from a from an attacker standpoint, we've we've kind of beat this one to death. But man, if anybody's really interested to see what is possible and what might be coming, yeah. look back in time. Read the Sandworm book about right. what happened in in uh, Ukraine, which also uh, coincidentally gives some very interesting insights to the current situation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in Ukraine, but what happened there? Uh, there was a great. I, I forget the author, but it's called Sandworm. Just a an interesting study of how things can happen and how quickly things can go sideways yeah. uh, with operational technology. It's pretty yeah. cool. Absolutely. Well, awesome, man. So, so is there any, uh, any closing out comments or, or, or things you want people to take away or, or reach out or anything like that call to action type stuff? Yeah. Feel free to, anybody can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, that is my, that is my uh, social media of choice as it were. Um, my social media of choice is, uh, stop by the, the, the house here and we'll go down to the range, but that's not always a good option. Um, right. <laughs> so, uh, so LinkedIn works and, um, uh, you know, strike up a conversation, but I guess my big takeaway is, is, uh, uh, make sure your head's not in the sand, you know, just get a yeah. good combat mindset about things. And, and I think we can do some amazing work in the coming years here. Awesome. Well, definitely next time I'm in Colorado, I'll come take you up on that and we'll, we'll, we'll hit the race. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, Hey, thank you, sir. Thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it and enjoyed the conversation and I yeah, look forward to hopefully next time. Uh, uh, I know it didn't work out at DEF CON last time, but maybe next time we're, we're at the same place at the same time, we'll be able to hook up. Absolutely. That'd be great. All right, man. Thank you. You bet. Take care. Thanks for joining us on Protect It All, where we explore the crossroads of IT and OT cybersecurity. Remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to stay ahead in this ever-evolving field. Until next time.